And I think we started now. We did start. What is going on, everybody? We did start. Oh, I stole the intro from Jose. God. You stole my intro. Wow. Okay, that's rude. I'm going to backspace. I'm going to let uh, Zay do the intro. Are you sure you don't want to do it now? No, because you do it better than I do, and I just don't memorize. I haven't memorized it yet. <laughs> okay well well good oh yes yeah, the morning it's morning time for us because we're recording this in the morning i know it's crazy it's last time it was at night so now we're doing it last time was a night but now it's in the morning so yeah good morning everyone and welcome to another fantastic educational loving experience which is stuff we're obsessed with um joining me today is the lovable crib poppy <laughs> It's going to be official in your name now. Isaiah. What is going on, everybody? I'm here. Obviously, I have more energy because it's morning time. Um, and I'm here with the wonderful Zay Malano. Maldonado. I actually knew how to say it. I just wanted to, you know, the cookie. Like, the, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And Zay, do, do you want me to tell him what we're talking about today or do you want to tell him? Sure, you can go ahead and, and initiate what we're going to be talking about today. Guys, we're going to be talking about, hands down, one of the best Star Wars series. I'm going to go ahead and say one of the best. Um, Solo. Solo. Um, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> now, we're going to be talking about Kenobi and just overall the series and how good it was, what they could have capitalized on, just a whole bunch of stuff. We're just going to talk about it. We're not going to go through episodes. We're just going to talk about it. And we're just going to have a, a big old fangirl moment. And this is what and me and Zay do at work. So, yeah, this is basically what we do every single day at work. This and Ragnarok and force jerk off each other. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have it's said a family that. Friendly I'm sorry. Content. It's a family friendly content, you guys. So it's okay. I mean, the, the Republicans haven't come after us yet. Yet. We're going to get deported in the next two years. Um, well, they might shoot you because you're crippled. So, you know. I was supposed to, you know, back in the day, they wouldn't have let me live. So, all right. Well, with this is not talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I was debating if I wanted to make a Hitler joke. I was like, ah. I've said some pretty cancelable things already. Let's not push it. Yeah, they said, oh, my God, what is he talking about? <laughs> Like the five people who hear this. <laughs> it may be five now, but it could be five million later. Praise Jesus or Satan whenever that happens. This could be, well, my brother's going to put it up on his IG when it goes up. So Ooh. he'll go ahead and shout it out because I'm on this episode. Of the and then the people who come and listen to Kenobi and they start backlog on the catalog. So what, what I've got so far, they go and listen to Demonic Possession next. That's that's fine. If that's, if that's your MO, you're making money off of it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no but, it, but yeah kenobi kenobi was a a project that nearly never happened because of solo yeah and if you watch solo i don't think it was really horrible it just wasn't a great no, film. solo has some great moments in it um but i'm glad that it wound up being a project and i'm glad that ewan mcgregor was still in that kind of mindset to play because i know some characters or some people don't want to play their characters and he did it so well like he's been you can tell that he just loves being kenobi that he that is that is a part of him at this point in this life he did and he takes very like 
heavy pride in Alex Guinness's uh like Obi Wan and how he wanted to like live up to that name. And with my given age, Kenobi or Ewan McGregor has been my Kenobi since I've been alive. Same. So, and I just think every time he gets into character, like he absolutely kills it. Like I had to watch Revenge of the Sith again for Kenobi because like I wanted to see their final battle again. And it's, it just still stands up to this day. And no matter what anybody says now that they like the prequel trilogies, um, I think. Yeah. People who are coming now deciding that God is worth worshiping. Yeah. They're like, Oh, I I hated the, (laughs) they like, they literally shit on the prequels as they were out. But I think Revenge of the Sith and Return of the Jedi are the best Star Wars films. So, yeah, my personal Revenge opinion. of the Sith has always been like like my top one. So Revenge of the Sith is my number one film, and then I would say Return of the Jedi is uh, number two. Mm, Empire for me. Empire Strikes Back, and then Last Jedi, and then we got the trifecta. I do like the Last Jedi. That one was really good. Um, I wish we could have seen some more Force Ghosts from uh, Anakin and Kenobi and stuff like that in that entire sequel trilogy, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. But let's start with Kenobi. And I will say I want to start in the very beginning, like uh, when the series started, when uh, ex- they're executing Order 66. Basically, Disney just wants to keep showing images of them killing kids <laughs> try to influence the world um, Zay, i think you gotta cut this part out <laughs> <laughs> no because no okay so this this is my thing this is my argument we had we started we started uh kenobi with you know clones basically shooting up a school right and now apparently we also have the same thing going on in thor either disney is like trying to drive the point of like showing kids being attacked so it becomes like a more public aware thing because you know people are fucking ignorant nowadays and they don't realize that actually kids could get attacked right or they're not noticing that what they're doing is reflecting real world situations and so they're just like going about are it. you talking about the portion from thor where gore kidnaps them yeah um that in- oh, spoilers for those who haven't seen the movie. Oh, yeah, spoiler alert. I think when this episode goes up, it'll be out for a minute. But that portion wasn't gruesome. <clears throat> um, I will say that. And But that's a whole different story. But yeah, yeah, I just like how when the episode kicked off, it was instant. Like you were you were mm-hmm. back in 2005 when Palpatine ordered ex- or to order to execute. Yes, Order 66. And I just thought it was a phenomenal scene and I kept myself spoiler free from Kenobi because I wanted to watch it. And the plot. Did you know there was also the first time that we have on screen clone trooper uniforms? No, I did not. Prior to that, uh, in the movies, they were always CGI because it was quicker to just, you know, dress them in CGI. But now for the show, they actually had people in actual clone uh battle armor i wonder if it's also cheaper to make the costumes now oh yeah because half of these people is the fight is the um 501st legion who are who are doing that the who that's all the all the stormtroopers you get in kenobi and and mandalorian are all members of vader's uh 501st legion which are these 
it's a, it's like a Star Wars cosplay group. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like super legit. So some of them like dress up like certain main characters, but the majority of them are all clone uh all stormtroopers. I didn't know that because you know the five or first was Vader uh slash Anakin's uh Legion in the Clone War, so that's why they got the name. Well, I did know that that, that was his battalion. Yeah. So yeah, whenever you see a clone, I mean a, a, a stormtrooper in Kenobi or Mandalorian, it's pro- it's them. It's a uh, it's a member of the Five First. Fucking sometimes uh, you have you have facts I don't even know about. You're welcome because that's what I am. I'm I'm Wikipedia, but prettier. Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I just I liked the way it kicked off. I liked how, you know, it kind of set the tone and then where Kenobi's at mentally in this part of the show. Um, I mean he got absolutely it's basically Luke from Last Jedi. Exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. both of them were depressed, both of them were sad. Everyone's not super thrilled because Kenobi's being sad, it's giving out sad, sad boy energy and stealing meat. Well, he got drugged through the mud for that for until episode six, and they're like, oh, okay, that show redeemed itself. And I don't think they understand, like, how much turmoil he felt from doing what he did. Mm-hmm. And, but that's kind of just where he's at through the most of the series. And I think it's a good art to show us where he got to to go back to being Ben or whatever from A New Hope. I, w- I prefer this story over obi-wan already being superhero jedi like i i fucking hate superhero jedis like i don't like the idea of the jedis being like superheroes i don't like that um so seeing obi-wan like starting off from where he was like a hermit who basically smelled and lived by himself and we slowly see him get his shit together to at the end being smooth slick charismatic swagger obi-wan kenobi that we all know and love with a famous line hello there you know it's 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 quite the journey to see and it's it is quite the redemption arc for someone who at the beginning was you know down on the dubs after believing that he left his friend died you're right that was a that was a beautiful way to put it because that's exactly internally how i felt watching at all because I'm used to Kenobi fucking dropping down on General Grievous absolutely murking them and then we cut to him and he's depressed and he's sad and he's just trying to make sure that Luke is okay because he knows that that is going to be the future right for the Republic I don't think so you don't think so I have always had okay so this is the thing I don't remember where I read this, but I knew I, I read somewhere that Yoda and Obi-Wan had a argument on whether which one of the twins deserved to be trained as a Jedi. And Luke, I think, won by default because Leia was already too focused on something else. And because of that, <clears throat> her force sensitivity was not manifesting as quickly. Right, versus Luke's. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I could see that because Yoda did give a lot of clap back to um, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and just... But in my personal opinion, that is also what led to them 
falling. Yeah. Is them thinking that they are right and this is the way Maze Window. Yeah, exactly. And that's why his arm did you know he's actually alive? Did you know that Mace Window's fucking dead? <laughs> no, you see when he- Unless someone from Lucasfilms comes up to me and tells me no, Mace Windu is still alive. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson's character fell from a window and perished. No, he fell into one of the hovering cars, right? The hovering car was like, are you and a Jedi? perished. <laughs> he died. I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear it anymore. It's written nowhere. No one has said anything. And George Lucas technically has no say in the matter anymore. <laughs> Do that poor old man. Every time I watch an interview from him, like recently, he's so depressed that he sold Star Wars. Listen, that man is living in like four billion dollars worth of you know retirement. That he got it. He got it done. He did. And his wife is pretty, and she works for Starbucks. I think she's like a higher up in Starbucks. Works for Starbucks. I think so. I don't remember. I'll check this out. Let me see, because I don't want to give out terrible information. Yeah, she works with Star Wars. She's the CEO. So it, for me, I think that showing how much Kenobi actually was there for the beginning of Luke's life, but like also not there, was actually fucking insane. Because I knew that he watched over him, um, but not as heavily. But I, yeah. also, I also didn't like how... Um, I'm sorry, what's Luke's father's name? Not Anakin. Owen. Owen. I don't like how Owen treated uh, Obi-Wan and like, basically blamed him for everything. I, I agree. Like, I don't understand. I didn't understand where that uh, animosity came from because part of me was thinking, well... He could be resentful because Anakin's death, he might have told him something, and that's probably why. Or uh, it's because of what the Empire has said about Jedis and Kenobi said Jedi, so that's probably another reason why he's acting like that. But then he's also protecting Obi-Wan at the same time because of what he does by keeping his mouth shut. So, uh, I don't but that's my thing why. is that it shouldn't be that complicated. And then when Luke is in trouble, then he wants to call for Obi Wan, like Obi Wan, you have to get my son back. Like, yeah, I, I didn't understand why they he he Owen Lars was being such a dick <laughs> to Obi Wan Kenobi. I did not understand that. I don't either. Um, and I didn't. Well, I honestly personally didn't like that. Um. But I know that Obi-Wan was trying to do his best for Luke. And just the way from he interacted with him, like, in the last episode, was, I thought it was great. Um, And then I want to flip the page really quick, because... Reverse it, go. The whole show is about Obi-Wan, but I'll have to tell you, the third sister, or all of the Inquisitors in that show, besides the uh, dude who played in... um, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, I really did not care for them. I thought the model for the Grand Inquisitor was great. People were dragging that through the mud, but I thought oh, that I was great. Oh, I fucking thought it was 
beautiful. It was, wasn't it? Like it looked legit. Like I didn't expect him to have a tiny little alien head. And Mm -hmm. then once we finally got some backstory with the third sister, um, I liked her a bit more, but as we were going through every episode with her, Zay, like I absolutely positively did not like her. Oh no. I understand. Like I, at first when I, when I started seeing the show, I, I, I quickly, like, I loved Reba. I loved her motivation, her drive. I knew that she just wanted to get Obi-Wan. She wanted to get Obi-Wan for a reason. Right. It became quickly, the 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 reason as to why she was trying to get Obi-Wan became uh, clear to me when her character poster was released. Because every other character... Po- you know the character posters for the show mm-hmm. had this the character a portion of their face and then an eye this was that was sun and in the focus in the middle of the sun was kenobi the problem is that for two posters the center of that sun was not kenobi obi-wan's center was darth vader reva's center was also darth vader so, like, from the very beginning, it was already telling you, hey, her focus is not Kenobi. Her focus is Vader. So the thing for me was, like, once I saw the youngling scene from the very beginning, I was like, okay, so Reva's there. That's Reva. So why is she trying to get a Vader? She's trying to get a Vader through Obi-Wan. So why? Why is the whole thing? And then, like, when it, when she said it was like, oh, she's just trying to get revenge for the family she lost. Understandable. It was pretty simple. Like, all of that was, all of that was, like, cookie cut, dry, you know, easy, presentable. Uh, how we got there, though, it was, you know, it took a while to get the full package of what, if I would just want to say it's a very simple motivation, but you know, the motivation nonetheless for her to do her shit, but I still love Moses and and what she did. She was fierce. She was amazing. She is a great actor. I just personally think that they wrote her very poorly for what she was supposed to do. Now you actually saw these posters. Like I said, I didn't look at any of it. So I knew from, even from the show, like when she was hunting down Kenobi that hard, something didn't make sense to me in general because I was like, you weren't even around. You're not, you're not old enough to hate Kenobi. Yeah. And I was like, because even the other inquisitor that you're with doesn't hate Kenobi that much. He's just like, you need to give it up or we'll find him when we find him. And so I knew yeah. something was up from that because it was a bit weird. But uh, like you said, I think it was a very basic revenge plan. And, but it was good nonetheless, because when I did, when they showed the scene, I was like, girl, (laughs) but I also fully anticipated once I saw that scene, I was like, Vader's like, or obviously when they're talking about it at the door, the blaster, the shield door, Mm -hmm. um, he's talking to Reva. I had an internal gut feeling that Vader already knew. Oh yeah. And that's what made the scene where they're fighting so much better to mm-hmm. me because it also contrast like it did a it contrasted what obi-wan had taught anakin and they were showing it back and forth like through that entire episode which was absolutely stunning the way they cut it let me just say let me just say 
I have never come so hard <laughs> than seeing Darth Vader fight another person without his own lightsaber. He did it well, too. I he broke I, her I, saber. I didn't know it was possible. Nigga, he broke her saber. He showed her that he didn't even need to draw his weapon because she's not a threat to him. Broke mm -hmm. her saber in half, gave it back to her, and said, you want to go again? And it was just, it was such a beautiful, like, Hayden Christensen, first of all, got so much hate for no reason when the prequel trilogy came out. It's like, not his fault that he was giving shitty, clunky writing and George Lucas loved the guy, but his, his directions... <clears throat> We're not that great. So again, and there's so many editing mistakes from when it was Lucas Films, and that's okay. Like I still think those movies are great, but like you said, it's not his fault. Like people are shouting his name through the fucking rooftops now because of his portrayal as fucking Vader, which that was his initial plan all along. And then people were like, "Oh, cancel this!" Da 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 da. But that scene was so 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 good. Um. Should we My, go over? Oh. I'm, I'm just what what? No, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to talk about the Inquisitors. That's what I was going to say. Should we go over the Inquisitors a little bit? We can go under the Inquisitors, through the Inquisitors, over the Inquisitors, <laughs> inside the Inquisitors. I mean, um, first I of all, did you know that that Rira has the last name? What's her last name? Savander. No, I didn't. I just called her third sister the entire time. <laughs> Yeah, early is, her last name is Riva Savander. Funny that information just, I don't know why they would even put that out there. It's just, it's just stuff. Just stuff that they eventually, once everything is done, and like, here, more tidbits. It's like J.K. Rowling when she was saying that wizards used to poop in the ground and then they whisk it away. Those are perfectly useful information tips I'm going to save it's somewhere. Exactly. You're welcome. You're welcome. But yeah, no, the fucking Inquisitors made it to live motherfucking action. And it was so fucking good, bro. Their sabers are absolutely insane. I I, I was just happy that we we're living in a time where Star Wars knows what their content is and is trying to get their shit together. And they're putting on such great stuff. They are, dude, and it wasn't like that 10 years ago. And, no. And I just think that the way they're doing all of it is fantastic, too. They're getting real-life measurements, like, how are we going to do this? How are our practical slash VFX? I understand that, some, that, again, like, the VFX are, like, at times not the greatest. And especially what the, the technology that they're using, the volume, sometimes you can tell. You can tell that they're standing in front of screens. But it's the attention to details that it's gotten so better. Like the stories themselves are, are not just like, I don't want to say anything terribly mean. I mean, go ahead. I mean, this is, this is all our opinion. <clears throat> but like, it's not J.J. Abrams. Like you can tell that the details of what the story is of what they want to achieve makes sense. 
You know, it does. it's not like they're trying to, but even though they're trying, even though Kenobi from the very beginning was paying homage to each one of the original six movies, it did it so well. It was, it didn't felt like a fanboy moment, you know, <clears throat> even though we, we, it, it, in a way it did, it was sort of fan service, but it was fan service done in an honorable way that it wasn't overbearing you. It wasn't like trying to remind prove to you how much of a fanboy uh certain person who, who's doing this is but no it's like how it's reminding you of the fan why you love these stories and it's guiding you in a way that hey we're we're laying on the path to bigger stories that connect to these stories and you get a clear guideline and a plot currently um, because yeah. before when it was just strictly owned by George Lucas, I mean, he was leaning very heavily into just Skywalker this and Skywalker that. And I want to agree with your point heavily on J.J. Abrams. I think they could have gotten a better script, a better director, um, and just the entire they could have made the sequel trilogy significantly better than what they did. Um, but now that as we're going through with all of it, we have a clear indication on what's going on. And we know that, you know, Mando's next and this is what's happening X, Y, and Z. And then we're, or I'm sorry, Andor's next, but then, you know, we're going to Mando, then we're going to Ahsoka and we get that they're oh trying to make those. I'm so excited to see that. You don't even understand, but we're going into this whole like live action universe that is going to one tie back into all the Skywalker shit that, you know, give you new heroes that you can fall just deeply in love with as well. And we're still getting characters that we love. We love Ahsoka from Clone Wars. Now she's live action. Uh, we love Kenobi like, and we're getting more live action stuff with him. And we love, my thing is my only concern with the shows that's they're coming out post Return of the Jedi era mm -hmm. that they're doing a lot of le leg work in order to in order to justify a lot of things that were done in seven, eight, and nine. What do you mean? Clarify a little bit. Um, Grogu. Mm -hmm. The reason why the reason why Grogu is around is because they're using his DNA, his midichlorians, in order to create a force sensitive clone to see if a force sensitive clone can actually be created that can house Palpatine's body and not like slowly decay. The problem is with the clone when when we see Palpatine in episode uh, nine, his the current body that he's in, that's not his original body from episode six, like the movie lets you believe. It's a clone of his that has been deteriorating because it cannot sustain his spirit or his conscious. So when they created a test clone out of a midi-chlorian base uh, strand, they got Snoke. They got Snoke from Luke's hand. I think I already told you that. And I think they already also mixed in a little bit of Grogu's DNA in that experiment. I don't, I don't remember that part. But, you know, they got that. But all of this, all of these shows, all of this stuff that's coming out, at least to me, it, it feels like I feel something like it's telling its own story that it was supposed to be told, but at the same time, it's laying some basic little groundwork for 
justifications for things that were later done, uh, later choices that were done in the in the uh, in the saga. Unless you know, at some point, Ahsoka does time travel and retcons everything from seven, eight, and nine. But you know, God willing. I don't. That's, that's my happen. yeah. I was gonna say they would never uh, get rid of that saga, even though I personally think besides like the Force Awakens was good, but it's basically a New Hope. And then I personally think Ryan Johnson's The Last Jedi was the best one out of the entire saga. Nope. Um, but I, I I agree with you when it when you're when you're saying that they're justifying what material what they did with the last sequel trilogy. Um, but I think they're doing it in a much better way to where I actually care a little bit more about what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, honestly, if I did a whole review for Rise of Skywalker, I personally don't think that they should have used Palpatine again. I thought that was the cheapest fucking fake out that you could have ever done. My thing is, if they could, if they wanted to use Palpatine, they should have done the homework and they could have planted rumors from the beginning because you know where they planted the rumor that Palpatine was back in the trailer for Rise of Skywalker no in Fortnite they made a Fortnite event in which you had to do some shit and once you did it you unlocked a secret message from the dead and the message said that I have returned or bullshit 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 and it was the emperor the kids who fucking play fortnite don't even know what star wars is they're too busy fucking finger popping their shit while playing fortnite yeah that's where they that's where they put the message of the emperor's return instead of just doing it from the very they could have just done stoop a little one line one line in episode seven saying like oh yes rumors about you know uh, imperial scientists fleeing into the unknown regions. Boom. That way we already know that there are scientists hitting in the unknown regions working on clones or whatever bullshit. On episode nine, they could have done the same thing as well. They could have mentioned something about clones or how, you know, the Sith, you, you know, they could have done, I'm not blaming, I'm blaming JJ Abrams, but like, um, you know, they could have, planted the seed from the beginning letting you know eventually hey he's still around or is he you know it's the doubt it's it's the rumor well dude they gave it away from the trailer too like why are you showing his laughter in the trailer make me want to see because they had nothing else they had nothing else they really had jj abrams relied on nostalgia to sell his two movies Mm. Um, and the nostalgia that he created was basically him being, I'm super fanboy and I love Star Wars and I love George Lucas and I love Steven Spielberg. And literally, you can see that in the movies. The movies are shot beautifully. Granted, the stories are not that way. But, you know, at the end of the day, what he gave us was not the story that was presented did not the the, uh, the elements that were presented in the story did not deserve that ending. You know, yeah. like it, it, it was not earned. We did not earn Palpatine coming back. Right. We did not earn that bullshit they gave us for Ray. Like, uh, this is like, 
like literally he killed off the skywalkers ray is not a skywalker there's no skywalker blood in her she just took the name so ergo that super midichlorian infused god blood that the skywalkers have is gone as far as we know no no bitch it's gone they dead well that's what I will flip a I will flip a table if they if I don't know where uh, Lucasfilms tells me uh, you know tells us that Mara Jade and Luke Skywalker are actually a thing and I'll be like motherfucker. I I just wouldn't I I wouldn't watch them. dude I would stick to TV like I would stick to Star Wars TV because like that would be I don't know I can't. I mean, but, I mean, granted, yes, there's a way for Mara J to be in in all of this. And I thought about it a thousand times and I found I, it, it's a way. But for her to be Luke's wife and for them to have had a secret kid. Oh, my God. That would have been cool. But now he's got to repopulate an entire Skywalker legacy because I would have taken Ray as a Kenobi. That actually would have been that would have been cool. I think that they could have done Ray significantly better too for her gonna be the next like main person. Uh whenever they do that next set of trilogy, she might come back. We don't know. Um but I personally just completely did I told you what happened when I went to when I went on the Rise of the Resistance ride? No. Okay, so <clears throat> this is this is the last little bit we did, and then we gotta go back to Kenobi. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so when we were in the last in the rise of the resistance ride, uh, there's a little room in which you get a hologram message from Ray and BB-8 and all this bullshit, basically telling you what's up. Right. Uh, she shows up and I instantly roll my eyes because I don't like Ray. Ray's not my favorite character. Uh, so I just roll my eyes and I'm not paying attention to her. And then literally turn to my boyfriend and I say, uh, whatever she says, I'm not doing it. So fuck her. And that instant, the lights turn on and the audio goes off. The right broke down. She force broke your shit. <laughs> <laughs> she said, this will be the last time you don't like me. <laughs> Probably. But yeah. So, so <clears throat> I mm-hmm. go. You, you want to go first? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I want to, I'm going to quickly wrap up like the Inquisitors because I thought they were cool, but there's something about the VFX that I want to touch base on. Um, I will say that I wish I want to see more Inquisitors like, yeah, um, uh, because those three were like cool and all, but I want to see them like full throttle, like go hunt somebody down. Like I want to see them in their prime, uh, and on their prime, just like full action. But I personally think that I feel like they were written a bit weaker um, because Kenobi wasn't able to use his force powers until later um, purposely. But you also, have you seen the new sabers that they use during Mm -hmm. the shows? Do you know Mm -hmm. how they're significantly brighter than episodes one, two, and three? Because the sabers in one, two, and three were sticks. Correct. And then they were added through VFX later. And now they're using legit light sword props and Mm -hmm. i love the way they ignite now the like the audio's gotten completely better 
but mm-hmm. I do. It's think- also each saber has a unique sound to it too. Uh, I actually I have heard I yeah not heard it, it, it but I've listened clearly to it. Heal, uh, I can hear uh, uh, Ezra's when he turns on it has like a a blast sound to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, you know how Vader's uh, I need to have you over to listen on these speakers. You know how Vader has a shorter hilt now, because mm-hmm. he just does like quick swings and stuff. Um, when his blade ignites, like since his hilt is so so short, you can hear like uh, it's basically like a quick ignite for because it's the it's not it's not having to travel up like Kenobi's hilt. The his spouts up a little bit more when you yeah. come over. I want to show you, but yes, I agree with you on that. They do sound different. Um, but I don't think I like the how bright they are versus episode three. I'm just gonna frame that one. Why? Because I think that they're overly bright sometimes, and I like colors and everything like that. But I wish they were just scaled back, probably not even a lot, but maybe like ten or fifteen percent in brightness. So, and I think they would look absolutely perfect, in my opinion. Okay. Sorry, it's fine. <laughs> um, but you know, do you get what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that they're they're horrible, they're trash. Like, I just wish the brightness was scaled mm-hmm, back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Understand them, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's uh, okay. Hmm. There's two things that I wrote in the notes that I'm like debating. Should I just combine them into one thing? Because I we haven't talked about it, and I kind of like want to mention it. Let's do it. Uh, Alderaan is the planet for Hispanic people. <laughs> I saw that in the notes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's where all the Hispanics are from. I mean, I want to see where Andor's from, but officially, Alderaan's where Alderaan is space Mexico. I don't think all. I think Alderaan is where Donald Trump put all the Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a well-populated planet, and he said, "Run." You're going to hell run. Explain that might explain <laughs> why the Empire decided to blow it up later. <laughs> they just couldn't build a wall. <laughs> but yeah, Bail Organa's fucking immortal. Yeah, how how? <laughs> how? I just think it's moisturizer, you know. Whatever moisturizer, nut moisturizer, <laughs> fucking keeping the protein in his face. I don't know how he stayed this young. I do think he is a vampire. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, I there's there's people who say like, oh, Obi Wan's in the desert. There's two suns, so that's drying him up a lot quicker. But I'm also like, that dude ages like fucking Charleston Heston when he went up into the mountain, came right back down. Like that's a lot, and then you have Mon Mothma, who's he, also the same age as Bill Organa, and that girl has not aged a single fucking day. Bro, can we go talk to them? Like, I want to know where where this potions that they're drinking. Like, I understand from. the Mandalorians have a helmet, and that helmet keeps them moisturized and keeps like you know the air out. Yeah, but like these people, I I don't get, I don't get, I don't get, I don't get. Dude, I guess for continuity purposes, I mean, he's getting injected with these Botoxes because, like, but like on like super Botox because, dude, like he looks the same from episode three and he's not moving any slower no. at all. Like, you know how you get bad joints as you get uh-huh. older? 
This man's walking like he's 25. Did you saw him in, in, in the Heights? He's fucking dancing in that movie. The height. Oh, that uh, HBO Max mm-hmm. movie. No, I didn't. But now I'm going to go look up a clip because you're just not me curious. <laughs> like, I just I don't get it. Yeah, no. But yeah, uh, Bill Garner cannot die. Uh, OK, so. Vader versus Kenobi. Oh, I've been waiting to talk Vader about versus this. Kenobi, okay. Vader basically. OK, well, we're going to do the both of them or just. We're going to talk about the first one and then we're going to talk about the other one next. Which one? How you want to do it? How you okay. want to do it? Uh, let's start with their original battle in episode okay. three. Um, so, yeah, go you ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. No, you go ahead. Okay, okay, go ahead. So, for me, it was the absolutely pitiful fight, and I was scared for Kano. I know he doesn't die, but for some reason, it was so fucking, like, Bruh, there that Vader I was, was just out. edging him. There's no other fucking explanation of what he was doing. He was just teasing the hell out of Kenobi. Dude, yes. And it just showed. And then, like, he was going to burn Obi-Wan like how he got got burned on Mustafar. And I thought that shit was sadistic as fuck. Like, it's crazy. At first I thought he was, like, when he was dragging him in the fire, I was like, he's going a little too fast. Maybe he wants to slow it down and probably enjoy it a lot more. (laughs) Like, I'm like, Anakin, calm down. Dude, he was ready to fucking, like, basically immobilize him by crippling him and then take him back to his ship and torture him. Like, that, we have not seen that Vader at all. Uh, Part of me, okay, so this is the thing. This is my thing. I don't think he was going to take him. You thought he was going to kill him? I don't think he was going to kill him either. I think he was going to let him go because he wasn't putting up a fight. Oh, you maybe for the process of he wanted to actually fight or Obi Wan to show him that he's got. Yeah, I don't think I. I think that when because the thing. Okay, so they're fighting. He turns off the fire with the force, and then Tala ignites the fire again. The firewall comes back, and he doesn't do shit. He just stands there watching. I thought that was on purpose to uh, lead them back to the the rebel. Why? He could have just ended him right there. I mean, it could go back to your previous theory that he actually wanted him to fight him instead of running away, because he kept saying, "You cannot run from me, Obi Wan." Yeah. yeah. So, but it was, I guess, for more for him, it was like a sport than it was. Anything. But it wasn't put. That's the thing. If 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 Vader was using. Kenobi for sport. Kenobi wasn't putting up that much of a fight, so that wasn't it. wasn't It wasn't fun for him. He wasn't enjoying it. What if he was still long shot? What if he was still fighting the urge of like killing his master? Because even Palpatine questions his ability to do the job. Hmm. You yeah. know what I mean. So he basically could have been like, uh, I. Like flashbacks, like how Obi-Wan's been having flashbacks. Anakin could have been having the same. Or he legit was just trying to get to the Rebel fleet. Like that that's all that I could possibly think the, of on yeah, why he I mean, let him go. You could also say the exact same thing when Anakin fights when Vader fights Ahsoka in 
rebels. He has that moment where he he could just have just killed her, but he's hesitating as well there. So he is fighting with his own might, but he's hesitating when it comes to those specific killing blows. Then that's definitely his internal conflict. I mean, that was the whole thing with Return of the Jedi is that Anakin was supposed to always go back to the light side and return balance to the force. So that could be him fighting Lord Vader from the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Because even when Ahsoka cuts his mask in Rebels, um, you can you can hear Anakin's voice come out, and then he's like, "Oh, Anakin's dead," but he's not. You know yeah. what I mean? And then, but the thing is, the now we have to like jump to the other fight. Now, I thought it was such a beautiful redemption in a way when Vader told him, "You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did." Yes, it was, and that. Oh, fuck. Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, we're gonna get to that because that was a fucking great part. Let's start from the initial beginning of the fight. Okay, so basically, when I saw the original fight happening, this is Obi Wan got a little bit of his chops back, but not all mm-hmm. the way. So his strikes and stuff were still non-lethal to Anakin, and Anakin knew this, so he was going ten times yeah. as harder at Obi Wan for that reason and then he knew for a fact i promise you when that scene where he's like oh questioning if obi-wan's behind him he knew that he didn't kill him with those rocks i knew for a fact i i just i knew because it was basically like you said like he just keeps walking away and not taking a body so but when obi-wan got up off the ground when he was trying when his thought process was he needs to protect luke and leia and he threw all the rocks out. First of all, I, I came during that portion. Understandable. Um, but my honestly, like when he was now officially Obi Wan again, when he charged at Anakin, he was going absolutely insane. We have ne- I've never seen Obi Wan switch up his uh his. I think it was like what was he doing? Form five yeah. or something like that. Yes, I've never seen that before in my life, and still to this day, now my most favorite part of Star Wars was Obi-Wan's triple underhand guard. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? You remember yeah. that portion? Yeah, and then his rock scene where he was basically fucking Vader <laughs> up and then cuts his mask, and then now back to your point where he's like, I'm, I'm sorry, Anakin. I'm sorry for all of it. And then Vader's like, don't worry, Obi-Wan you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. That was such a, like a turning point for Obi-Wan. And that was the first time that he called him Darth. Because he thought he knew his friend was dead. And also like, in a way, what what he tells Luke and a new hope still stands, you know, Vader did kill Anakin in a way. In a way, like that's that's the way the scape sets mm-hmm. up, and he didn't lie to him, like you just said. Like Lord Vader and Anakin are two separate yep. people. It, well, that's and, the thing. That's the thing. That's the, this is the thing. You can make that argument that they are two separate people, but Anakin is aware of what he has chosen. So, to an extent, how is, much of two separate entities or two separate personalities is vader and anakin 
in my personal opinion, I think it's significant only because the dark side is what's clouding Anakin's judgment. And like you said, he is aware, but of what control does he have until love takes back over? Because Anakin's thing was always love. Yeah. He's lost everybody that he's loved. And once he doesn't want to lose his son or his daughter, that is when he changes back to Anakin, brought balance to the Force, and killed the Emperor killed well he threw him over the balcony so but he did it for love and that that was my thing is that after padme died he was never the same and that's where all of his hate and resentment comes from and i personally think that he's correct when he says that vader is killed anakin okay so hear me out hear me out Okay. We were being told from the beginning that we were going to get a fight that was equal to Revenge of the Sith from the very beginning. We were, we were being told it was a fight of, of that level of the stakes, but we didn't because Revenge of the Sith no, was. was what, what do you mean? What? No, you're correct. We got like a three-minute yeah. fight. It was still fantastic. But Revenge of the Sith was like way more acrobatics. They were twirling. They were like moving the bussies everywhere. They were like really get. They were giving it all. Those girls were giving it all. But in this one, yeah. it was way more intimate and emotional. And it was driving the point that, yes, Kenobi would was doing what he thought he had to do, but he didn't want to do it because there was still hope. The words that Padme told him before she died, they are still good in him. It's still there. He can still see it. The thing is that he understands that it can't be him who helps Anakin. The same with with Ahsoka. It couldn't be her. She walks away from Vader as well, as well as Obi-Wan walks away. So, in a way, I don't think that Kenobi thought that Luke was going to be the one to save Vader, but I did thought he was going to be the one to end Vader. Because the only person who could have saved Vader was Anakin. And in this fight itself, it kind of proves it because, like, there is that struggle, that struggle that's di- that's still inside him is still there. So there's still that good and that hope inside of him. The problem is that, you know, we he's, it's buried under all that evil and hate. Yeah, I agree with that a lot. Um, it was just buried under... I really do think, like, the his biggest internal turmoil was the chancellor telling him that he killed Padme. Like if you go back and you go look at the comic books and stuff like that, that is his images. That's what he deals with on a day to day. And then once he finally sees his makings of his kids and sees Padme inside of Luke and Leia, and then that is where Anakin really shines through and realizes that he needs to do what he needs to do to protect his kids. And it's actually a really sweet sentiment because I know for a fact that it was done for, I would, I would like to say Padme. I know for a fact, like it's always for Padme. So, so that Natalie Portman bussy, <laughs> um, 
but you are correct man like that fight scene there it's two different but it's two different eras you know like this is before anakin's in the vader suit he cannot do any acrobatics now no. but the, we'll never get a level we'll never get a fight of that caliber again because they were both in their prime at that time and i mean prime for anakin skywalker not darth vader and then i mean we are in the prime of darth vader technically in in this we're in the prime of vader but in revenge of the sith we were in the prime of anakin skywalker where he did have limbs and stuff like that um but this fight was definitely i will say it is the second no yeah i would say it's the second best lightsaber fight uh, Revenge of the Sith still holds best lightsaber. Yeah, I think for me, for me it's going to be Revenge of the Sith, then this one from Kenobi, and then Rey and Kylo's fight in in the throne room. In the throne room, Last Jedi. Yeah. Yep, that was absolutely fire. Um, overall, like encompassing Kenobi, like it was genuinely probably one of the best Star Wars shows that has come out. I agree. Because agree. It told a story. We weren't getting straight, like you said, superhero Jedis. We were getting a story of how Jedis are. That's it. You're just a you're you're a, a knight basically. And even at the end when they were doing their fight, I don't feel like Kenobi uh, was a superhero Jedi doing all of his force tricks. He just had enough, and he was ready to get this over. Yeah, with. I agree. I, I especially think gonna... when he just started launching him at him with the with the rocks, it yeah. was just basically like, "Hey, I'm gonna put you in your place, and then this is over." Yeah, we're not I'm not gonna kill you. We're done talking about this. I am still your master. <laughs> and the way that he like, it's actually funny because Vader suits black and he's white, whatever. <laughs> but when he. <laughs> He said, I'm your master boy. Do you remember when he took his lightsaber hilt, deignited the blade, and was bashing his control box yeah. in? Um, I thought that was very good because you could tell that Obi-Wan still did not want to kill him. Mm-hmm. All he was trying to do was disable yeah. him so he could talk to him. So I just uh, – I I think it was great. I just thought um, that, that I, it, he was also being – he was being kind to him because all he had to do was just – snip off his legs that was it <laughs> you're right yeah i just now that you say like oh he was bashing his control panel i was like he could have just snip off his fucking legs yeah he could have ended it right there because after he damaged his box which is his breathing apparatus and his control center basically yeah. which is dumb to put it on the front of the suit but i mean he... the, the suit is like a super old armor so it it was on purpose yeah, so they could uh they could still have one up on him. But like you said, like it was it was genuine and he was just trying to talk to Anakin before trying to figure out if Anakin was dead or not. And I thought it was a beautiful scene for both Hayden Christensen and uh Ewan McGregor coming back from Revenge of the Sith because it's been what, dude, like twenty some years. Twenty years. Yeah. yeah. Since they worked together on a film. So, or at least for those two roles. So I thought it was beautiful for them. And uh, just overall, the show was perfect. It was and... a good closure for the relationship between Anakin and Obi-Wan and then opening the chapter of Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. Yeah, because I agree. Kenobi came to acceptance that A, Anakin's dead. 
B, he is he is not responsible for Anakin's death anymore. Like he can let that go. Right. And C, he is in Darth Vader's radar. <laughs> Darth, I mean, in this timeline, I don't doesn't he hunt him down for a few more years or try to? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, yeah. uh, in the comic books, he starts sending out uh, bounty hunters, bounty hunters, and you get yeah. Black Chrysanthemum, and that's how he gets his scar that you see in Mandalore and the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, I think we're getting a season two of Obi Wan. Um, if we oh, get a season two, branch, what do you want it to be? Um, basically, what we just talked about. I would like to see the our bounty hunter storyline, but. Here is what I genuinely, genuinely want to see. I want to see Qui-Gon as a Force ghost training Obi-Wan to where his art goes in A New Hope, where he is now a Force ghost guiding Luke through his adventures through there okay. and becomes a more powerful being. I would absolutely love to see that because Qui-Gon is a wonderful Jedi, and I think it would be great for those two to just work again. I want Obi-Wan and Ahsoka to have a moment. But I know we can't have that. We can't have it, but it would be a beautiful sight to see on screen. Yeah. I will I will love to have that, but we can't because continuity, Ahsoka does not know that A, Obi-Wan's alive, and B, that Vader's Anakin. Yet. Yet. So but there's not to say that they can't shift some things around and anything that you see on live action or I'm sorry, like you said on the screen could become continuity. So there could be a holocron out there of Obi-Wan or what have you. And she sees it. That would be cool. I don't know. Just give it. It would be nice to see something live action with those. Two I mean, on screen yeah, I, I do. I do believe that she must have at some point come across a holocron from a surviving Jedi and she must have heard the message. Right. But as to them encountering each other during these 19 years before we start with A New Hope, I don't think it ever happens because she doesn't know that Vader is alive. I mean, she doesn't know that Anakin's alive in, as Vader now, so it's not possible. As much as I would love to see Anakin, Ahsoka, and obi-wan live action uh this even small possibility of a, just a small little high hello moment it's not gonna happen i will i will trade uh, ahsoka for Cal Kestis though Ooh, ooh, okay i would so, i would trade that one this i would also do that because it's that dude um i can't remember his Aaron name Monahan. he played in shame he's such a great actor Agreed. um and I, I didn't get to beat the um the last Jedi game, or right was that what it's called? Yeah, uh, Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Um, I have it on my Series X and the upgraded one, but I don't play my games like I used to. But I have seen it, and I think it is excellent. And I think his lightsaber is great. It's such a good um, game, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna beat it. I just Lex got it for me, and it's just I don't know. I just it hurts to come upstairs, so I don't get to play my games like I used to. Um, but I'm gonna play. I'm definitely gonna play it. Okay. Um, what about 
here's what I thought was a useless part in Kenobi that I meant to bring up while we were talking about Vader's fight. Mm-hmm. The translation with um what's her name? Uh Reva chasing down Luke. I thought that was a waste of time. Yes. And I get it. It was yes. supposed her arc out. And but it was basically just to show that Luke's parents can set up a trap and then that she wasn't going to be like Vader. Like I saw that portion coming from a mile away. I knew she wasn't going to kill Luke, obviously because of a new hope, but only like, even if I didn't see a new hope, I knew that she wasn't going to do it. Like, and I thought that was an absolute waste of time. Um, we could have gotten something more. We could have gotten a longer fight. We could have gotten, I don't know. We could, could have, gotten have been a better cooler. redemption for her instead of her trying to go yes. kill um, Luke. A boy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but it, but still, the the good thing about that fight kind of proves the theory about Owen and Baru for A New Hope, which I think I told you about it. You did. How the typically the clone troopers or stormtroopers would just shoot you and just let it be, yeah. but you, they absolutely demolished their hut, which means they had to have been putting up a fight mm-hmm. to keep Luke from getting exposed. Um, which that was actually a really good theory, by the way. I've never actually heard that before. Um, so big, big shout out to you on that one. Um, but I mean, it just showed, I mean, that just proved it in Kenobi. I mean, like they literally set up a goddamn trap in the span of like three hours. But I don't know that the ending for the ending that they gave Reba, I did like that. She, she redeemed herself and brought Luke back. So in a way she kind of like brought the younglings to peace and herself to peace but uh, this is the execution it's just the execution of it could have done could have been done better yeah it was poor it was just um yeah but i mean honestly dude when like overall like the overall story like was fantastic. Yeah, agree. I loved how they got um I can't remember his name, but he was the um Indian guy in Eternals. Uh Command G something like that. Yes. His character arc was beautiful. Uh I want more from him now. I do too. Um and I would love for him to actually become a Jedi and <laughs> actually had like force inside of him that he was unaware of. That would be cool. I don't know. I just I genuinely liked his character that much. Um, I did not like that cityscape that they were in. I thought it was cluttered. Uh, and I thought it was purposely Dayu. I liked it. I thought, I thought that was, was the purpose of it. It was supposed to be a cluttered city because that's how the Empire, you know, how things are post-Empire world. Everything's a mess and it's dirty and the crime in it, it's really, really bad. Um, I also thought it was supposed to be like a mix of these big overcrowded metropolis cities that we know of. Um, you're, you're right on that front, but it was predictable for me that like, I feel like it was purposely set that way for Leia running away, which I hated that scene overall, because like, I don't think those kids did a bad job, by the way, they had a lot of, also if anyone talks shit about either of those two babies, well, you need to go on, don't go online then because they got a lot of fucking flack after that show (sighs) ended. We won't. I'm not. And I'm just, not going to let another Jake Lloyd incident happen. No, I'm not on my generation. Not on my watch. No. No. He's going to pull his lightsaber out and he said, "Fight me then." Literally, no. Like it's the the the, the Star Wars fandom is so fucking toxic and dangerous. 
Like they were yes, coming after two ten year olds for fuck's sakes. They're just kids. And then the all the death threats they were leaving in Moses Ingram's Instagram. What the fuck is wrong with people? Dude, because they're sweaty ass fucking no pussy getting neck beards. Yeah, incels. That's what they are. And if you can't like take like criticism or be like, hey, this is what I didn't like about it, and you're going to those extremes, like, dude, just off yourself. But I liked how not you don't off yourself. I mean, I do. That wasn't free. That was all the sweaty. I do have some students. I want to keep paying. But I do think that um, it was uh, uh, the rooftop scene. I will give him credit. The rooftop scene was a good scene, in my opinion. Okay, yeah. um, I like the way we got to see um, Bale's like Citadel and all that. I thought it was. I do. I, I do like the callbacks that we get to a lot of like big important jedis and from legends and from store canon already like we get a call back for uh call to quinlan voss even though it's just a name everyone thought he was going to be in the show but no we just got a name and i think there was another one that he's like super important to i can't remember his name something bear or some shit like that i don't know but yeah it was like two of them um the show really did good when it was paying homage and honor to what came before and like Mm -hmm. reminding people yes this is still star wars these characters are a part of this story they did um and it it over like it was just a i agree with you basically i lost my train of thought but i (laughs) everything you just said is i agree with it um I want to go back really quick um, because I know we don't have a lot of time and touch base on Vader Mm -hmm. um, and how fucking OP he was. Mm -hmm. So the fake out on the ship, I genuinely didn't think was going to happen. I thought that motherfucker drug the ship back down and ripped out the gate and was getting ready to start snapping next. And I've never been that fearful in my entire life. Uh, like, for a second, yeah. I for a second, I I was in the same boat as you, but then I was like, Obi Wan knows how Vader thinks, and Vader's impulsive. So Anakin is still Anakin was impulsive, and he didn't realize, oh, you could be walking into a trap because Anakin liked to spring traps. Yeah. So my head was like, oh yeah, they he they switch the ships. Once Vader gets distracted, they're gonna leave. <laughs> Which was him being confused that there was nobody in there, and they fucking bolted out yep. that shit. Um, but that right there was just like they were wanting to show you that that nigga, like, don't fuck with that nigga, bro. Yep. It's insane. But I would say in this timeline period, like, he is probably like the strongest person. No matter what the comics say about him getting burned and him being eighty percent less, like he's definitely holding back mm-hmm. most of the times that we've seen Vader. The Emperor is making hold back because of the suit, but yeah, if Vader could, if Anakin was still whole, he was if he was still a whole person. Oh yeah, he would have fucked shit up, dude. One hundred and ten percent. And there was actually a theory video and actually a. Uh, I don't know if it was a Legends comics. I'll send you the video mm-hmm. after this. But it was basically what would happen if Anakin didn't get burned. He still lost his limbs, but he never got burned. Mm-hmm. 
his at when he got burned, it severed most of his connection to the force, or not most, but like a good chunk of his connection to the force. And I watched his video, and it was basically like, dude, he didn't get burned, so he's, people still see him as Anakin. He wasn't in the suit, and so it was basically like that he was playing this like dark prince, but it was insane, dude. Like how he could manipulate people because. Anakin was very known throughout the Clone Wars for defending the Republic and everything like that. And then he stuck with the story that Palpatine created that the Jedi were trying to overtake. And it was just this big drawn out thing, but his power levels in this comic and in this like timeline where he didn't get burned are through the roof, dude. He kills the the emperor in maybe three minutes. Hmm. I mean, I suspected of that. So, and it's also like, yeah, I dude, think, Palpatine kind of wanted that to happen in a way because that's or or at least suspected it could have happened. That's mm-hmm. why he had contingency plans and created other clones of himself because that's kind of a a thing amongst the Sith that at some point your apprentice is going to surpass you by killing you. Dude, imagine that being your legacy. It's like, hey brother, you're gonna kill me today? <laughs> Not today, but try again next week, Jim. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean he did design his suit purposely for him to be in pain Mm -hmm, all the time mm -hmm. like i said it was Um, like an old model an old armor suit too so it wasn't like a newer thing but i i give him dude i still give him so much credit on being as strong as he is with that much damage i mean like dude there is kenobi like, if he was trying and he wanted to be super OP, he could probably drag down a ship, but not to that extent, no. dude. Yeah, because that you you will have to tamper into some hardcore emotion, and the Jedis are just, like, too stoic and too detached in order to start doing shit like that. Right. Uh, it was just... It was just... It was great, dude. Like, I'm... Hopefully we get something more of Kenobi. Maybe if not a season two, something him in, or with him in something else. Maybe a live action um, Rebel series. Um, that would be amazing. But I just or just more Kenobi because more and one more season, one more season. We don't have to make this into a whole thing. Just just one more season. Because after one that, more one more season, season we're going to end episodes. up getting. We jump into a New Hope or Rebels territory. Dude, I'm so hoping for live action rebels that that's like, what Ahsoka I'm, is. <laughs> it is, but I want it to be like Ahsoka's Rebel season five, literally, <laughs> but with a focus on Ahsoka. I I can't wait for Ahsoka. Like genuinely, like I'm really hoping that Ezra is in there. And I know, like he got like ru- like the rumors are the that he's cast in there, but they're holding they're they're holding that shit so tight to their chest, like. I'm surprised not more shit has gotten out for it, but I'm genuinely excited. I think I love the way that we're going with Star Wars currently, and I think that we should do an entire episode on, (laughs) because we did a lot of not just Kenobi, but I think we should do a full (laughs) episode, man, on like Star Wars, sit down for three hours, talk about all of it, because it's just it's becoming such like this beautiful butterfly. Yeah. There's, there's hope uh, once more in the galaxy. 
Now that Mr. Lucas is no longer writing. It's not that. It's just uh, know, Mr. Favreau and Mr. Filoni have a little bit more say in it. Love John Favreau. Um, but yeah, I mean, do, do you have anything else you want to put on, Kenobi? Uh, no, I think we cover pretty much the basis on everything we feel that's important in the show and how it, it touched us and made us come inappropriately because uh, it happens. <laughs> It was an automatic buzz for me. It's a premature ejaculation. Um, should we let the the your guests, your fans know what's next up on the podcast for us? Uh, well, we're still in that middle of a series of an alien, of alien series, so at some point we're going to continue with that. And then there's more shit that I still have to put out, and I don't want to announce it because then I feel like I commit myself to something and I don't through. <laughs> Well, I was going to ask and see if we could do sit down for an hour, probably. When, when When's your next off day? I'm always off on Fridays. So I say I would like to sit down again on Friday or even tonight, if you have the free time, and talk about Thor. I'm going to go see Thor tonight. If you get home in time, if you want to do like sit down for an hour, I'll be home. Um, I would love to talk about Thor Love and Thunder. Okay, I'll let you know. Um, yeah, let me know. Um, yeah, guys, um, I really do hope you guys enjoyed. I don't know how often I'll be here. This is really up to Zay. Um, we'll see. He said, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll be here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had a lot of fun, Zay. Thanks for having You're me welcome. on. And then You're welcome. Well, next time we'll touch tips. I'm down. To, that, that's fine. I can do it now. I'm, I'm free. Okay, cool. Let's, let's, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll roll you over. <laughs> pushing down the road <laughs> you know, well you do have a motorized vehicle so I mean or we could make this like a real trip and you can just like push me all the way there <laughs> <laughs> we gotta put some cute little soundtrack though as I, as I push you a little, a little fucking boom box <laughs> on my back <laughs> playing the, the song from A New Hope <laughs> that works that works that works it makes it makes there's a cuteness aspect to it so that's okay yeah it's got to be cute nowadays or we could get canceled Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well you guys thank you for listening to us and um i hope you've learned something or not i don't fucking care um but you are contractually obligated to listen uh because you sold your soul to satan and i am satan and yeah and that's all and so good night goodbye and that's it i guess goodbye Goodbye. Good night. Goodbye, guys. Hope you enjoy the episode.